0: together there you go well here is a conversation with liz schulte krcl host of Root awakening all right so this is a meet the dj kind of conversation so i'm going to ask you some non-music questions too Sick. let's do it what's your favorite thing to bake since i just met you outside uh-huh. carlucci's where your sister is the proprietor and mm-hmm. you are also a baker um i really like hmm
1: probably the baguettes and it's because it's a multi-step process. So that's probably my favorite, yes.
0: Wow, okay, so get me from baking to punk rock.
1: Oh, I think that
0: they have no connection. (laughs) So there you go, it's chaos.
1: Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think that a lot of people that I know in the punk scene, though, actually work in food. I don't know if there's like a connection between like creating stuff that others consume. I don't know, maybe.
0: Or it's uh, shift work that you can work around your band. It could be that as well. <laughs> so when did your love of punk rock and ska start?
1: I mean, ever since I started choosing my own music, I think. So How old d- was that? Oh, so... I think it was actually really, really, really young. I think my first show that I ever went to, I think I was 12 years old.
0: Wrap your head around that <laughs> Twelve. yeah. Did your parents take you or did you sneak out? No, no, no. What was the deal? My
1: older brother took me. I remember, like, begging my parents. And they were like, you're way too young. And, yeah. So that was my first show. What was the show? It was... What was my first show? I'm trying to remember. Remember, it was at the Triad Center. Violent Femmes. It was the Violent (laughs) Femmes. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, 12 years old, Violent Femmes, Triad Center. Wow. It's pretty crazy. Kind of really reshaped your worldview, it sounds like. I remember I also won some tickets right after that. So I'd already been to my first show, so I yeah. thought I was like You're an old pro. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah. So I won some tickets to um it was Green Day when the Dookie album right before that one dropped. Yeah. And I remember I was on so I was on the guest list because I won these tickets. And I showed up to Deviate and the doorman laughed at me. <laughs> and he was like, I'm not letting you into this show. And I was like I'm on the guest list. And he's like, no, you're not on the guest list. But I was probably 13 at the time. You know, like, really, really <laughs> young going to shows. And then from there on out, I, I felt as if I could just do it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, when, when the doors open and you're like, yeah, I can go to shows. So I, from 13 on, I was definitely hitting, you know, more underground shows. But, yeah, yeah. I've always been into Punk and Skull.
0: Well, my punk rock scene was a generation earlier, at least, right. from yours. But I remember that kind of like, I can do this. I can do this, yeah. I don't need to how I can figure this out. Yes, yes, yes. And it's totally different than it is
1: nowadays. Like, how do you even find out about shows nowadays, right? Social media. Well, that didn't exist. There were flyers. But a flyer feels like it's for everyone. Social media, you have to be within a group. So there's like this different feeling of acceptance nowadays, I believe.
0: I feel like it's more open in our time, in our generation. It feels more secret society now. Oddly, the more we can communicate, right? Right. Wow, that's that's
1: that's pretty trippy. But also think about like counterculture, right? So there's this amazing counterculture here in Salt Lake because I mean we all know why, um, but that
0: builds community.
1: Yeah. And when there's something
0: to be in opposition to, whether absolutely. it's the status quo, a predominant yes. religion, your parents, yes,
1: absolutely, uh,
0: commercial anything so um, how did that shape who you are and what you do because you're also involved with spy hop so absolutely yes so uh,
1: spy hop is something that when I was a teenager I needed spy hop. didn't quite exist so spy hop is a local nonprofit that teaches digital media to teenagers so I work in the design department and design means so many different things but I help with the special effects, the animation, the game development, all of those things fit within design. And so that's what I help teenagers create. And it helps them express themselves, tell their story to the world, maybe empower the youth as well. So I want the teens, once they leave our programs, Mm -hmm. to be really awesome, well-rounded youth that are able to take on the world.
0: You know, it's kind of interesting because you see punk evolve from its, kind of implosive ethos, right? Yes. Burn it all down. Absolutely. (laughs) And here you're telling me what you're trying to do is help people express themselves, take on the world, and change it.
1: Yes. But, you know, I also feel like punk has those attributes as well think about like the Boeing community or like food not bombs there's always been this like underground i'm trying to change the world sure i have to burn it down first but then like what (laughs) comes of it after that i get to decide what that looks like and isn't that what every
0: next generation is yeah well shout out to aldine and rock against reagan right and now it's rock (laughs) against whatever because there's always something to challenge in the world yes so when it comes to doing Rude Awakening at 3 a.m., granted right. <laughs> we're in this COVID environment where we're all having to homecast. Yes. But what, what's your approach to creating that show and why? That's a really great question.
1: Okay, so the reason why I actually started doing the show at that bizarro time is when I was baking bread in the morning, it felt like the music was too slow. I mean, there was no DJs, right? It was music, granted, but it was all like auto-played music. And I wanted some high energy music to kind of get me through baking off that bread. I wanted something with some like pizzazz and energy and oomph. I didn't want to fall asleep. I wanted to be up working because that's what I was doing. So my show kind of like resembles that. It's high intensity. It's like get work done
0: music. So you're curating the playlist that you wanted at three in the morning.
1: I think not just me. I think all DJs (laughs) kind of curate their shows based upon their individual needs. So what's your playlist for baking? It is a lot of like bad brains and a lot of like aggressive, intense music. Also paired with some like high beat ska. I I kind of run the gamut. I'm all over the place as far as like music that I choose. Um, It could be no effects. It could be bad religion. It could be whatever it is I feel like. And I hope that people don't know what song's going to come on next. I hope when people listen to my shows, they're like, how did you go? from like a slightly country to like a a bluegrassy punk to like, you know, boxcar kids all the way to grindcore. Like, how do you even go? I'm hoping I'm keeping people on their toes and waking people up.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I don't know anything about your personal life and I was just saying, do you wanna talk about it? Do you have kids? You have three.
1: I have three kids, yes. 17, 12, and 10.
0: Wow, so what do you tell them about your punk rock days? I mean, you were 12 when you went to your first concert? Yeah have you let
1: them go to their first concert? If too? any of them would be interested. <laughs> they I think that there's this thing where kids are going to um, try to be different from their parents, right? So if your parents are punk rocks, what They're are they Michael gonna... P.
0: Keaton's? Yeah, exactly. okay, you
1: guys are going to have to google that if you're too young for that reference. So the joke around my family is that um, when my kids rebel, that they're going to become missionaries. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, I have three fantastic kids. I'm super close with them. I think that... um, you know, you always listen to the music that your parents listen to. Whether you want to or not, it's just like playing in the house all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like a special place in their heart for my music, whether <laughs> they want that it to be or not. But I'm leaving space for them to go down whatever path they choose.
0: And uh, it's like a dagger to the heart when they tell you your music is for old people and you're like, no, that was the
1: soundtrack of my youthful rebellion. No, 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 I totally support that. I like having my own things that's vastly different than theirs. If they ever said that I listen to old person music, I would totally support it. I've got a sticker on my car that you gotta see. It says like, old punks don't die, they just sit in the back. (laughs)